You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. Today is Friday, March 26th, 2021, and it's once again time for Fridays with Fox here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Thank football and Foxborough. It is Friday, Patriots Nation, and thank you for joining me here today to help close out the week in style. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is the proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed, very much encouraged. So share that feedback and send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there giving the weekend nod and saying, how you doing to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Patriots fans, as we prepare to head into the weekend, we look back on another exciting week here in Foxborough. The Patriots bringing back team captains Lawrence Guy, James White, Leroy Reynolds comes in to provide depth on special teams. A lot of the Patriots' new faces got a chance to meet the media this week. All capped off, and I say capped off, folks, because at the time I'm recording this podcast, it's the most recent piece of news from Patriots Nation that the Pats were, in fact, re-signing exclusive rights-free agent Jakob Johnson to a one-year contract meaning Jakob is likely to be the starting fullback in New England once again. And this is great news for the Patriots. It's definitely great news for Jakob. Starting off as a player on the International Pathway Program, he was the guy that was called upon to fill the big shoes left behind by James Devlin, and Jakob did a great job last season. He played in almost 37% of the offensive snaps in 2020, eight catches, 35 yards, one touchdown. But the stat line really doesn't tell the tale. Go back and watch film on Jakob from 2020. Every time the Patriots needed a big block, a little bit of assistance, whether blocking for the running game or even providing some pass protection, Jakob Johnson was always there. I'm glad to see him back in the fold in Foxborough. I know a lot of you are glad to see him back in the fold. And again, this just continues on with the theme that the Patriots have been putting out for the last two weeks. Look at the roster, look at the voids, positions of need, fill them with competent players that can come in, play within the system, and upgrade the talent that you had from a year ago. You put those types of accomplishments next to the name of any other GM in this league, and either he or she would be universally praised for this type of off-season report card, and rightfully so. But if your name is Bill Belichick, that carries a little more weight. It carries a lot more expectation. After all, two decades of sustained success will do that to you. But is that really fair? Should Belichick be held to a higher standard because of his past success? Some would argue yes, and it's hard to argue against it, folks. But some of the other criticism that Bill gets, in my opinion a little bit unfairly, is to start questioning every move the man has ever made at the draft board or every signing that went bad. You can go up and down the list of NFL GMs, NFL coaches, NFL organizations that have drafted poorly or signed players poorly. 
Correcting your mistakes is the way to get things right. It's not a way to kick a man when he's down. And at least in my opinion, this offseason has been a way for Bill Belichick to pick himself back up, brush off some of the dirt that he had on his sleeveless cutoff hoodie last year after a 7-9 and finish, and put together a roster that can compete for a playoff spot in 2021. But don't just take my word. I'm not the only one that feels that way. Today here on Locked On Patriots... It's the perfect time to welcome one of our favorite guests here on the pod, someone who's not afraid to tell it like it is and always does. That's right, folks. My good friend, the incomparable Tanya Ray Fox of FS1, is my guest today here on Locked On Patriots, and we will talk about Bill Belichick's legacy, why it's a little bit of a ridiculous argument to question his legacy, why his success does hold him to a higher standard, and the message that Bill seems to be sending by building this roster the way he has thus far about the 2021 season and the Patriots' prognosis. Last but certainly not least, anyone that follows Tanya on Twitter knows that she's pretty outspoken when it comes to the Patriots quarterback position, especially when it comes to what the Patriots already have on the roster and what they might be out there still coveting. Tanya provides her thoughts on Cam Newton as the starter in 2021, why those rumors about the Patriots sniffing around about Jimmy G still continue to persist, and at the end of the day, what all of the speculation means for the productivity at the position in 2021. Folks, an action-packed agenda today on the pod. Fridays with Fox are always some of our favorite moments here on Locked On Patriots. And in just a moment, I will welcome my good friend Tanya Ray Fox here to the hot seat, where we'll talk Bill Belichick, Patriots quarterbacks, and Tanya also has some exciting professional news to share with us as well. So sit tight, folks. Settle in. All of this and more when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Locked On listeners, NFL football might be over on the field, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. When you want to test your prognostication skills, there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They give you real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Simply put, folks, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and here's the best part, it's free to sign up. Head over to their website today, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Visit betonline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget, use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On listeners, get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, to help me continue our deep dive into the Patriots 2021 prognosis is one of our favorites here on the pod. Someone that is the best, and I mean that, at providing spot-on insight with razor-sharp wit. You know her great work from platforms such as USA Today, NFL Network, NBC Sports Boston. I'm just naming a few, folks. She's currently providing amazing work for FS1. Her podcast, the Almost Shameless Podcast, highly recommended by yours truly. And to the Twitter powers that be, get this lady a blue check mark once and for all. The incomparable Tanya Ray Fox is back here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for joining me here today, my friend, on what has become your day on a Friday. Well, you know, I say it every time and I won't stop. 
this is the way I want to start my Fridays. If I could do it every week, I would. This is always a pleasure. So thank you for having me on, Mike. My pleasure. And believe me, if we could swing this every single Friday, I would absolutely love it myself. Uh, the listeners love it. I absolutely love it. And you give the most honest and most pointed feedback and insight that we could ask here on the pod. What more can you ask for? It's a great way to close the week in style without any question. And again, folks, it is the weekend. So you're going to see this show shared on the Twitterverse. The hashtag verify TRF is going to be there. Come on. It's the right thing. It's the just thing. It needs to happen. It is time. And we're going to get it there for you, my friend. I guarantee you that. <laughs> but, I mean, um, they've been promising their Twitter verification, you know, overhaul for like months now. And I keep waiting because as soon as that check mark comes, it's all, I mean, it's going to be all because of law. I'm going to, I'm giving all the credit to locked on. So like <laughs> whenever the time comes, we're going to have a Twitter party. That's for sure. Absolutely. I like that. And we'll schedule that. We'll invite the listeners along as well. You know, everybody exactly. kind of a Twitter family, a locked on family. We're ready to roll and uh, oh, it'd be my honor. That'd be great. So thank you. But the credit for that all, all goes to you, my friend. It really doesn't. We're, we're happy to spread the word, but that credit is yours. Tanya, for the past two weeks, I feel like I've been starting the pod here every day the same way. Uh, the Patriots have been busy. Yeah, no kidding. The Patriots have been busy. There's no question about it. Bringing in a lot of new faces, holding on to some key familiar ones. And they've really been pressing a lot of the right buttons when it comes to how to navigate through free agency, begin the 2021 league year, and fill a lot of voids on this roster. At the center of all of this has been Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Um, a lot of people are giving him praise for putting that Patriots cap windfall to good use. They had the space this year. Bill's putting it. He's spending. He's going out there and getting players that he feels are going to help him compete much better this year. You know, there were some others that are using the quote-unquote championships are not one in the offseason narrative. We've seen it. We've seen it out there. And surprisingly, my friend, there are more out there than not who seem to be looking at the season as a referendum on Bill's legacy, which surprised me a little bit. I thought Bill's legacy was pretty well set in stone. But a lot of people are saying that this could affect it in two ways. One, that he may be going all in to avenge the loss of Tom Brady, especially in light of Tom's most recent success winning the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Uh, but really more to me, more importantly, I should say to me, is that a lot of people are looking at this as Bill using his free agent signings to compensate for being a poor drafter. This is something that I think he's unfairly targeted on. I think there's reason to criticize some of the moves, but I don't think he's a terrible drafter that a lot of people would want you to believe. Tanya, you take on the Twitterati out there with an honest, a direct approach, and you've been quite active in these types of discussions throughout the week and even last week. So in that vein, my friend, do you believe that Bill, do you believe that the moves that Bill has made in the past few days tell you anything about how he's approaching this season? And do you think some of the criticism surrounding him might even be fair? Well, first of all, I would like to clear up the fact that there is no questioning Bill's legacy. The idea that Bill's legacy is being questioned is just, that's like a mirage. It's propaganda. We're going to get two, three years away from his retirement, and everybody's going to look back on his career, and there's going to be no question about it. We're at prisoners of the moment, and there are very few people right now that are interesting to talk about, and so it's Bill Belichick. But his legacy is safe. He has eight Super Bowl rings. He's been one of the best defensive minds in the league since the 1980s. This is not a question. 
it's this, I don't even want to indulge in that type of conversation because it's stuff that sort of, it's like we start saying things like that, like people are saying, and this is, no, they're not. Anyone who knows football, anybody who covers this sport honestly, you know, without the, the tinge of the Boston media uh, his, his, hysterical reaction to things understands this. And quite frankly, Bill Belichick has very frequently across the last 15, 20, 15 to 20 years been considered one of the best GMs in the league. You don't have to like it. And by you, I don't mean, I don't mean you, Mike. I mean the list. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, yep. and the other, but th- th- these are facts. Every time there are people who cover this league in depth, who talk to scouts, who talk to executives, they, and they are talking about who are the best, most respected GMs in the league. Bill Belichick is near the top of that list and has been for most of the last two decades. So regarding those two areas, there is, the debate is only among peop, the uninformed. That, I don't mean to be a jerk about this, but this isn't really up for debate. Now, what he's doing in terms of this season, okay, let's talk about it. The real, what I've been listening to a lot of, you know, Boston sports radio and trying to kind of read what everybody is saying in the area. And what I'm, what I'm realizing is that the real issue people have isn't with the spending, isn't with the way he's gone out and filled these holes on the roster, because these are really, I mean, he, he went out and got the top two tight ends on the market. He brought in good to potentially above average wide receivers. He filled some holes on defense. He brought back, he's bringing back Lawrence Guy and James White, these like really good, you know, character guys who are important to the fabric of each side of the ball. There's a lot to really like about what he's doing. The spending is not an issue. He's a cap genius. Like it's not... He's a genius when it comes to that stuff. It's never going to be an issue. It's never going to be an issue. So what people are really worried about is whether it, any of it's going to matter because they're obsessed with the quarterback. And they say, what's this, any of this going to matter if Cam Newton's throwing the ball into the ground, you know, from, you know, he can't complete a, a five-yard out. This is what over and over and over it comes back to people – talk themselves into the moves and then say, but it doesn't matter if Cam Newton's behind center, which that's the real problem here is that people don't trust that Cam Newton could be the starter that would make all these pieces worth it. And why do you go spend a hundred and something million dollars on weapons for a guy that nobody believes in? Again, (laughs) I believed in Cam Newton this entire time. There are people outside of Boston. I live outside of Boston. I work in media outside of Boston who think that this could actually be enough to really revive Cam Newton and get and, and put him in a position to help the Patriots get to the playoffs. Now, to me, that's what this is about. Like, I, I, if, you, if you think Cam Newton can have a comeback season and utilize these weapons in a way that, you know, that we probably would expect from Cam three or four years ago, if you believe that that's possible, then Bill – then Bill did, did the offseason absolutely perfectly. It, it, he, I don't, there's almost no critique. But if you don't believe that, then all of these moves start to, start to look sort of 
superfluous because you don't feel like they have the quarterback position figured out. And there's no way for me to make you feel that way. You know, even if they're going to go get a top, let's say they do go get a, a, a top tier rookie quarterback. Some of these moves, I don't know that they are the types of players that are going to elevate a rookie quarterback to get you to the playoffs. So they're much more suited to me to Cam Newton. So that's what it comes down to. You either believe that this was an excellent offseason that set somebody up like for success like Cam Newton, a veteran quarterback, or, you know, I know we're going to talk about someone else down the road, or you think, you know, that he's not the answer and these moves aren't enough to, to help maybe a, a rookie guy get the Patriots to the playoffs. I think that's perfectly said. I think in a lot of ways, the referendum right now, whether it's warranted or whether it's not, and I'm not arguing either way, is really on what Cam Newton's performance or the quarterback's performance is going to be in New England this year, much more so than Bill Belichick. I I like the argument, or I I don't really like the argument. I shouldn't say that. I'm amused by the argument uh, that uh, people will put forth about, oh, well, he's just covering his tracks because he's a bad drafter. Um, Bill has had his issues drafting some positions. I mean, there's no question about it. I think that's fair to say. Uh, You look at the wide receiver position, people bring up, oh, Chad Jackson, Aaron Dobson. Um, Most recently, Nikhil Harry is getting a lot of uh, vitriol thrown at him by the fan base. Maybe the cornerback position, some people may look at it and say, well, you know, you Take Duke Dawson a couple of years ago, Cyrus Jones going back, Terrence Wheatley, Tavon Wilson. These are guys that, you know, really have never worked out the way a lot of Patriots fans had hoped. I'm sure they didn't work out the way Bill Belichick hoped. But the one thing that I always keep coming back to with Bill Tanya is he's not afraid to cut his losses when it comes to these types of mistakes. Every team misses on draft picks. It's not something unique to Bill where he just leaves all of this great talent out there and brings in guys that just can't work out within his system. For every player that I've mentioned, there are players like he chose last year, like Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche, Michael Wainu, three guys that I believe can have Pro Bowl caliber talent in the next two, three years, maybe even as soon as this year, you can start to see those guys flash. So with Bill Belichick, I think you're right. His legacy is intact. It really shouldn't be questioned. But on the opposite side, I think a lot of what people have in terms of vitriol for his moves or whatever really come down to the quarterback position and how that's going to be played this year. Yeah, well, listen, also, when it comes to the drafting, let's, let's remember, we only do this with Bill Belichick. We only look over the last 20 years and pick apart every single uh, pick that they've made with Bill Belichick. Because if you did this to Andy Reid or you did this to John Harbaugh or Sean Payton or, or uh, you know, any of these other top-tier coaches in the league, what you would see is a bunch of misses and some good hits. And that's that's what you'll see. And when it comes to, you know, guys who are able to, he's either keeps on the roster and turns into Super Bowl champions or flips for more picks and creates new Super Bowl rosters. No one's done that more than Bill. He's utilized the draft brilliantly. It doesn't, there, you have to look beyond what the picks look like on paper to see what he's done with them and how the seasons have ended for this guy over and over again for 20 years. That's all. Just, it's just not that difficult. I agree. It really isn't that difficult. And again, when you're at the top of the mountain, 
you're going to be criticized, whether it's fair or unfair, a little bit more heavily than some of the others. And I think that's exactly what they look at with Bill Belichick. They look for that crack in the foundation and that Belichickian foundation that has built a dynasty over the course of the last two decades here in New England and try to find the weak spot. Maybe that's a weak spot. Maybe it really isn't, but it's going to be overblown because it's Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Tanya, it's always a pleasure when you stop by the pod. I always love talking ball with you, especially when it comes to matters like this, because you hit those narratives so directly, so honestly, and you're always spot on in your analysis. I appreciate that, and I love it. But everyone still wants to talk quarterbacks, Tanya. You alluded to this earlier, and I kind of alluded to it as well. It's just the topic of the NFL, and it's the topic of the day here in New England. In just a moment... Tanya Ray Fox and I will discuss the burning question in Foxborough and why a certain narrative just continues to persist. That and Tanya has some news for our listeners as well. Find out what that news is when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, my colleagues across the Locked On Podcast Network and I have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. And that's because Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Sounds too good to be true, right? Folks, they almost are. And we all have our favorite flavors, right? Well, now is the best time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness, and brackets are ablaze in Built Bar Nation. And today's matchup is one all you brownie lovers will not want to miss. Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. These are two of my personal favorites, and if either flavor is your favorite Built Bar flavor, you do not want to miss a chance to vote and advance your favorite flavor in the Built Bar Madness bracket. To do so, go to BuiltBar.com or visit them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. Follow the online instructions to vote and make sure that your favorite flavor advances in the Built Bar Madness bracket. And remember, anytime you place an order for some delicious Built Bars, use the promo code LOCKED15. That will get you 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to check back each and every day to see who won the day's matchup and ultimately who will become the best tasting protein bar from Built Bar. Locked On listeners, are you ready for the NFL Draft? Well, join Locked On Draft hosts Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Salek as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, I'm always honored, always humbled to be joined by my friend Tanya Ray Fox of FS1 and the Almost Shameless podcast. Fox on Fridays is always a lot of fun here on Locked On Patriots. And Tanya, in the previous segment, we discussed Bill Belichick's preparedness for the 2021 season, what he's doing to build a contender or at least an improved team in 2021. And, you know, in our opinion, I think we're both like-minded in this. I think he's done an admirable job in constructing this team, filling a lot of voids. Um, But because the Patriots are now so, quote-unquote, stacked at several positions, The only one seemingly left to question is the quarterback position. And you uh, touched on this earlier when you talked about Cam Newton's performance. And with Cam Newton back to the Patriots on another team-friendly deal, uh, Jarrett Stidham is out in Southern California right now conducting the Patriots' West training sessions. There is still a lot of speculation beyond Cam and even beyond Jarrett. My insight, my fact-finding over the course of the last couple of weeks on this tells me that 
the Patriots are first and foremost going to look to the draft if they want to try to find their quote-unquote quarterback of the future. If they do decide to seek an upgrade, and I think the way Cam's deal is structured and the uncertainty at the position, I do think they'll at least make one more move there. I think it's going to be through the draft. But on Thursday, word started to seep out that the Patriots are still, again, quote-unquote, sniffing around on old friend Jimmy Garoppolo. Tanya, you tell it like it is. And on this subject, I think we all need to hear it how it is. Why does this narrative continue to persist? And at the end of the day, what do you believe the Patriots are going to do at quarterback as we head closer to the draft in the 2021 season? Well, I think when it comes to Jimmy G, I think we all have it in our heads. You know, we have that thing that we dealt with five years ago, which is the, the sort of rumored love affair that Belichick had with Garoppolo and you know, pretty well-reported stuff about him potentially wanting to move on with Garoppolo um, and let Brady go before, obviously, Brady had basically an MVP season that year when he came back from the suspension and they won the Super Bowl. Um, I, so I think, you know, in our minds, it's like if Garoppolo is available it, and, and, their own, and their next best option is Cam, people, you know, rightfully are like, there's no way he's not interested. Um, there... There is, sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy, Mike, because I don't understand what could possibly be attractive about Jimmy Garoppolo in this current situation. You have, let's say, Cam Newton, let's just put them up against each other. You have Cam Newton and Jimmy Garoppolo, who are both guys who've had recent injuries, Okay, so, you know, Cam's had a year at plus to rehab his arm. He's been in the system over the last year. He's gotten his reps in with the guys, whatever. His arm is, you know, looking strong in his Instagram videos. Okay, you have Jimmy G, who has played one season, one full season. He's been able to stay healthy in since 2016. He couldn't stay healthy for four games in 2016. He was out for 2017. He, can't, he cannot stay healthy. But okay, fine. Let's just put them up against each other. If I'm Bill Belichick, what am I looking at here? Okay, I'm looking at two guys who it's a wash whether they can stay healthy and perform at their peak. One has been one of the best football players in the world at every single stage of his career since he was in high school. And the other is Jimmy Garoppolo. Cam Newton is just a better football player all around than Jimmy is. And if, if there is an equalizer of, equalizer of injury over and over and over with Jimmy, I just don't see what the obsession is. So you come back to the narrative of why are we stuck on this and why, I mean, it's, it's a fear of never getting out from underneath the Brady thing. It's a fear that if they run it back with Cam Newton and it fails, that Belichick and the Patriots are going to look like, you know, going to look incompetent and, and that the, le you know, this is going to be the final nail in the coffin of the, of the Patriots dynasty and their legacy. And there's this little glimmer of hope that bringing back Jimmy and showing up Tom Brady with his former backup would be some glorious middle finger and some, and, and it, it's too tempting for people to disregard. But in reality, 
what you're talking about is a guy who hasn't been in the system for five years and who has spent most of that time injured. Now, yes, he took them to a Super Bowl, and, I, and he is a good passer. I like Jimmy G. But I don't, you know, let's be quite honest. When you watch that Niners team that went to the Super Bowl, the fifth person you talked about was Jimmy G. I mean, it was the coaching. It was the defense. It was George Kittle. It was – Jimmy G was like, yeah, he's doing his job. He, he was like one step above Jared Goff the year before. So I, I guess the narrative just is really a bunch of paranoia about what the Patriots are going to look like, and, and I think that people think that if, we, if they ran it back with Jimmy G, at least that would be a sort of like comeuppance somehow for Tom Brady, like he could, he would have that little itch in his, you know, in his, in his craw about the fact that Jimmy G was back in his old position. I don't know because to me, football wise, it makes almost zero sense. In a lot of ways, Tanya, I think you've absolutely nailed it. Um, And for some reason that narrative will continue to be out there. I think as long as Jimmy wears shoulder pads elsewhere, he's always going to be linked to New England somehow. And whether or not it actually ever comes down to fruition, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. We may be sitting here two weeks from now talking about Jimmy Garoppolo back in New England, or we might be, and I think this is more likely, folks, I think we'll be talking about him back in San Francisco. But there is always that pull. And again, he was a fan favorite when he was here. I think some of the uh, reminiscing about Jimmy Garoppolo might be a little romanticized uh, with 2020 hindsight. So in a lot of ways, it's, I think, a, a link to the glory days, like you said. And I think that's why the rumors still persist. So Tanya, what can I say? I always appreciate you giving us your insight, your spot on honest analysis. And again, it always makes Fox on Friday here. Very, very fun. Please let our listeners know before I let you go where they can find you, your great work, and I also understand that you have some news to share with our listeners. Floor is yours, my friend. Uh, please go ahead. Enlighten us all as to uh, what we can expect in the coming days and weeks from Tanya Ray Fox. Yes. So I, as usual, you can always find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tanya Ray Fox. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, Shameless uh, TRF, on Instagram and, and Twitter. That's the Almost Shameless podcast. Uh, I My big announcement is that I will be flying home to Boston next week and will be in studio co-hosting on the Greg Hill Show uh, on WEEI in the morning on April 6th. That's Tuesday, April 6th. I will be the co-host with uh, Greg Hill and Wiggy on the morning show on EEI. And I'm really excited to do that. It's going to be something really fun. It's been a long time since I did media in Boston. So this is like super exciting. This is great news. Uh, And uh, I, for one, wish you the best of luck. Congratulations on that. That is awesome. Uh, I, for one, will be listening. I know a lot of people in our area uh, that tune in to the Greg Hill Morning Show on WEEI will definitely be listening. If you're fans of Tanya here on Patriots and you're fans of the work that she does, folks, I strongly encourage you to check this out. Um, How she's going to blend with Greg and with Wiggy is going to be a lot of fun and definitely interesting to hear. Again, I'll be listening and I hope you all will be as well. So have a safe flight back. It'll be good to have you back in New England, TRF. We always love having you back here, but we always love when you join us here on Locked on Patriots for Fridays with Fox. And it's, uh, 
something that we look forward to again, hopefully soon uh, before the draft. We'll definitely get you back on to talk about the Patriots strategy and any more moves that the Pats may have here uh, in store for uh, all of the fan base as they head toward the 2021 regular season. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, have a safe flight home, and best of luck to you this coming Tuesday. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I will, uh, I'll look forward to all everyone's, you know, critique and feedback after the appearance on April 6th. So guys, everybody, let me know what you think about it. Let, you know, let the guys know what you think about it. And, uh, and I'm, and I'll, and I'll be pumped that you're, that you're there and listening. And thanks again for all your support as usual, Mike. And I look forward to talking to you soon as well. Anytime. Always my pleasure. And it is not this coming Tuesday, folks. It is a week from this coming Tuesday. So I have to do a better job of looking at my calendar, you know, but uh, I'm uh, uh, sorry. April 6th, Tuesday, definitely tune into WEEI Intercom Radio Station, which uh, uh, the Locked On family here knows very well. We deal with the uh, uh, Intercom on a regular basis. So we're looking forward to it. And best of luck, my friend. Thank you, Mike. Just remember, time is a flat circle. None of it matters. I love it. (laughs) Perfect way. End it with a philosophical (laughs) quote that I think everyone needs to hear. (laughs) Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for stopping by today. Thanks, Mike. And so, Patriots Nation, we put a bow on the week that was here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. Another exciting week of signings and retentions here in New England. And what better way to end the week than to end it in style with a little Fridays with Fox. But fear not, folks. Another action-packed week of coverage headed your way starting Monday. So to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as the Radio.com app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure that you are staying locked into Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Tanya Ray Fox of FS1 for her time, her insight, and her appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until Monday, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great weekend, everyone.